Have you ever felt? Are you listening? Welcome into Crunch Time, the Monday edition. I'm your host, Joe Hamilton, alongside my co-host slash producer, Reezer Weir. Uh, hope you guys had a great weekend. Weez, how was yours? Busy. <laughs> I mean, when you got you got a when you got a big event coming up in in like forty eight some odd days or whatever it is now. Uh yeah, things are gonna go by quick. And it's gonna be exhausting, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Weez. How exhausted are you at this point now? I mean, because all this planning, there has to be some exhaustion to it, right? A little bit, but in in all honesty, I mean, if uh, that part that part is all done by Emma, so <laughs> she's got to be more. T- she's so she's got to be more tired than you, then. Yeah, right? she she. I mean, she she cares what the centerpieces look like at the table. I, on the other hand, like I just want the food to be good the beer to be cold and the band to be awesome so you guys got a band instead of a dj yeah we have a we have a band uh you might the charles glenn band oh yeah that's right that's awesome dude that's gonna be fun uh obviously have some fun that just sounds cool yeah it's gonna be a good time what's next a blues theme wedding cake just kidding i'm no. kidding but That'd be pretty cool, to be I honest might, with you. I might reach out to Tom Calhoun and see if he'll do our wedding party introduction, like pre-recorded. So, you know, like, now the best man, Michael Gerd. <laughs> you know, you know, I can, you know, Tom Calhoun, like, make it sound like the arena style. You want me to try it? Because I've actually tried it before at the arena. You want me to try it? Sure. All right. I'm just going to do a goal sound or a goal, uh, whatever. You want me to do the broadcast and then. Yeah, and then, go ahead. Okay. Go, go ahead. <laughs> Who, give me your, give me, uh, give me some of your favorite, uh, blues players right now or ever. Yeah, I got this. I got this one right here, right? All right, cool. All right. Uh, McKenna's from the point point sent it around behind the net, picked up by Shannon Shannon in front to Hall. He shoots his scores. Brett Hall puts the blues up. Three to one on a goal by Brett Hall. Blues goal scored by number 16, Brett Hall. Assisted by, I, I, I forget the numbers, but you, you don't see know where I'm going. Shanahan's number, assisted 18, by number right? 19, Brendan Shanahan. And assisted by number two, Al McKinnis. Al McKinnis. Blues goal, his 23rd of the season. At 12.22 of the second period, Blues goal. I kind of got out of order there. No, yeah, well, well, hey, here's the thing. We interviewed Brett Hall. Or not Brett Hall. What am I thinking? We interviewed Tom Tom Calhoun. Yeah. And I did my imitation in front of him. And his first thought, I knew he was joking in a way. But he goes, I think I found my replacement. Yeah. That's just a friendly thing to say. No, it it is. I know. But, hey, you know. I've I've done PA for a minor league hockey team. I did PA for a um, Melville JV basketball. I did and it for a minor league team that folded very quickly, so they still owe me money, so I won't St. say St. Charles Chill. I'm not going to say any names of any of the teams because oh, they, sorry. Yeah, they still owe me it. money. I get it. I get it. Oh, man, that's it's a tough situation. I get it. So, um... 
Weez, what do we got for tonight, man? Joe, I thought this is episode 15. Can you believe we've done 15 of these already? I cannot believe that. I, I actually thought this was 16 for some reason. It might be. I might have miscounted uh, along the way. And, but uh, anyway, it's, fun it's probably about point. 14 too many, but uh, I thought, you know, the, the weekend in sports was, all. I guess, the Olympics, but it's hard to cover the Olympics because you don't really know all the – nobody's an expert on – on diving, Joe, I can't ask you about no, the, diving. No, the only the only thing that Joe, my my guess is when you get into a pool, your dive is more towards the bottom, and a lifeguard has to come and rescue you because you sink like a rock. No, I'm 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 not a great swimmer. I will say that. Are you buoyant but... though? Do you have a lot of extra like things that keep you afloat? No, I don't have water wings, Louise. <laughs> no, I'm just talking about your oh. like your body fat. <laughs> no, no, just no. My uh, my uh left side's weaker you know because yeah. of everything so it's harder for me to like kick and like you know breaststroke so is breaststroke your favorite watching women do it yes hey you know what you know what i'm sorry but i had to um but no seriously um it's harder for me i like to be able to do certain things but Joe, you know, okay it's, we're going everything's we're going Everything's way, a, yeah. you know. We're yeah. going way off the tail. What I'm saying is, the Cardinals right. are they're a 500 team. We know that. They're it's the same story, right? Everybody sucks except for Wayno. They do the same thing. You get lucky. They blow it. They can't hold a lead. The bullpen's no good. That's the same episode we've done Car- 15 yeah, times. Car- Cardinals, uh, they're getting flirty back, which that'll help. But so hopefully, but all right. we can touch on that later. But what I thought would be a nice. Another segment here to get to know you a little better and see where, you know, we did it on the first episode, but this is going to be a little more in depth and just see where you want to take the show in the future. Okay. Okay. Let's, uh, let's get it rolling. All right, Joe. So this is the second iteration of crunch time. What, how did the first one come about? Well, Actually, my mom. Actually, hold on. Got, before, no. hold on. Before I, I, I kind of jumped the gun here. I kind of jumped the gun. All right, Joe. When did you kind of decide you wanted to do radio like or radio getting or going into to, yeah. going to broadcasting that kind yes. of thing? Well, since I was about four or five years old, listening to Jack Buck on the radio, and then just listening to how old are you? I was five. I was, was five, five years when old. He, when he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. That was I was born in 90, late ninety three and he died in what oh four oh three no uh, it was it was well like I'm, I'm trying to do the math oh, yeah. here so no okay you were old enough all right yeah, yeah I was old enough to realize um, and then you know listening to of course like Bob Carpenter those guys like that were my idols you had John Miller. Who never announced for the Cardinals, I know, but I remember watching ESPN every Sunday night and saying, I'd love to do that. You know, th- and having that distinct sound. You know, there's certain guys in the league that have that distinct sound. I'd like to be one of those guys in a broadcast booth or be talking sports. It, it, it didn't matter what it was, Weez. Just the fact that I knew I was born to talk sports. I knew that. I at least, if not a lot of people knew that, I, in my heart of hearts, I knew I was built for that. I was built for talking what I love to watch. 
so you touched on a few, but who were who were some of the guys that 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 you enjoyed or got you into it? Buck, Carpenter, Shannon. Rooney's not bad. I like Rooney, and I like Ken Wilson too. I know you're a big Blues fan. I'm a big Blues fan too, but didn't Ken really Wilson watch was him. one of my guys. That's one of the reasons yeah. why I wanted to get into Ken Wilson was everything you would want in a hockey broadcaster. Him, and I would say you can say Dan Kelly all you want, and that's a good one. But Gary Thornton is a very underrated, you know, hockey broadcaster to me, and that that kind of got me into hockey too, listening to him. Watching him too. Um, Doc, I, I like Doc and everything, Doc Emmerich, but I never saw the greatness appeal with him. You know what I mean? He called so many Stanley Cups, Olympics, this you, and see, that. This is where you're separated for not not just being a. The man has over 300 verbs for just passing the puck. I know it's it's crazy. Like and that's the so one quick. thing that. That's His the one knowledge. thing, and yeah, that's the one thing. Every time I'd be watching a game on NBCSN or NBC, Dad goes, "What does this mean? How is he coming up with this? How is he coming up with that?" That's how good he was. See, here's yeah. the difference: he has 300 words for uh, passing, and then every time you've introduced me, you've only called me the trusty producer. That's the only word you've ever said. So, that's how about, the how about next time I introduce you as the exuberant producer? Well, all I'm saying is you have one word. He has multiple. That's why no, he's so right, great. Right, and right. he's not a me guy. The attention was never like Doc getting in the way. Doc was there as a kind of like in a movie, right? Where right, where the music is not the star of the scene, but the music adds the 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 cohesion, the bringing everything together. Right. Um, football wise, I I I love. The NFL, too. I know it's sad because the Rams left, whatever. But I, you know, I grew up listening, of course, to John Madden. You had uh, Sean, Mc I think Sean McDonough did a few games. You, There were a lot of guys that were really good in the NFL scene, too. Um, Jim Nance. That's what I was thinking of. Jim Nance and, and uh, Tony Romo together. Absolute unbelievable. Tony Romo. Maybe you can explain this to me. Tony Romo has the sixth sense of telling you what they're uh, what a team's going to do it's two not plays a, it's from not a six, like, like, It's not a sixth sense, Joe. It's a good football mind. Like people think it's incredible, but you study football, you you see what you see the ten. That's what makes him. That was what made him an elite football player. Is he knew what was coming, and it's way easier, you know, from the line. It's really tough, but when you're when you watch film for hours and hours, like people think football just go out and practice. It's at least 10, 15 hours of in the film room every so you know film. You see what the tendency right. is, you know what's gonna happen. That's what it is. It's not that he has a superpower. It's just he and you know football is the easiest sport to broadcast. It is the meat and potatoes. You don't have to have any depth. It's been done the same way. You have the broadcaster. You know, first first and ten, hand off to Falk. He runs for four. And then the color timer chimes in. He's like, he brought, found a little hole, made a cut, and then he was taken down with an arm tag. It's just like very simple. Show the replay. It's simple. There's nothing in, you know, there's no, it's not that hard to broadcast football. And you don't really get a lot of it. But what Tony is doing, which is different, is 
they're letting the color t- commentary like say a little more. Like, oh, he's getting ready to run. He's gonna blitz. Watch, watch it here, Nancy coming in. He's coming for the blitz. He's just doing. He's just doing it different. Right. A little right. fresh perspective. It's just you don't hear a lot of other color guys do what he does. You know what I mean? It, they like, pick the same guys that are all like literally every Fox broadcast. Like, if it's not Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, it's like the same kind of guy. Like. Guy, and then it's a guy that just hypes up the NFL, like like, Ke- like Kenny Albert and Johnson, Daryl Johnson, or it's just like you yeah. know, it's the same, it's the same guy that will say like this, and they're always like this guy does this one of the best in the league. It's all the same vanilla play by play. You know, it's <laughs> it's a Madden game. You know, you hear the same play by play eight times if you play Madden because that's what it is in football. Though it's just repeating the same thing over and over. Yeah. Um, it, uh, those are the couple guys and I really never got into the NBA, but I, I will say Marv Albert, probably one of the silkiest smooth voices I think I've ever heard. Oh, one more NBA and NFL, Kevin Harlan, Kevin Harlan, just that voice. I, I always compared him to a Marv Albert. Do you kind of, you yeah. kind of see that? Uh, crazy, grizzly, a little deeper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so I'm not crazy. No, Kevin Harlan also a uh, a proud St. Louisan in a way. Okay. He grew up here, spent a lot of well, his dad was the former president or general manager of the Cardinals, I'm pretty sure. That's that's awesome. That is awesome. And there have been a lot of great broadcasters to come out of here really. You know, yeah. it's it's great. And so uh yeah, he, he's familiar. I think he says the Cardinals are his favorite baseball team. But, um, yeah, he worked around. I'm pretty sure I got that right. I know I know he was here. But, um, yeah, so Kevin right. Harlan. Um, what about sports radio? Like, is there anybody in there that kind of got you? Actually, Tom Ackerman. And I've been so blessed to have interviewed Tom Ackerman like four times already. I mean, four or five times already. It's been a joy to talk to him about Cardinal baseball. Blues hockey, obviously, too. Um, Ferrario, actually, a little known fact, my dad went to school a little bit with Alex's dad. So um, I tweeted at him after we interviewed him. And he... uh, he put a heart on it, which that was kind of cool. And then Chris Raby. I mean, the guy just had that voice to me. It, like, captivated me every time I heard him. So newer. The talk well, radio is newer for you, huh? Well, you don't, newer. Do you listen well, I listen, like, you know, of course, I've interviewed Tim McKernan. Had talked to him a little bit. Um, he's really good. Uh, Bernie Nicholas. Um... I think he's an acquired taste, and I don't. I like the guy. It's just I don't. I don't know. I never really got into him. Um, is that a bad thing, Weiss? I mean, I never got into Bernie. Like, do you see the appeal there, Bernie? Of I, why I wouldn't. Bernie's hitter. Like, it depends what show he's doing. Um, he used to have a great midday show that I liked. Then I love. I always loved his articles, his Bernie Bernie bites, and then the yeah. morning. And I think he will even admit that, you know, he was just not a morning person. It just wasn't good. Like, he's too factual for the morning, right? Right. And and I think he's also, 
I mean, I listen to his new show on 590 from time to time. He's a lot looser. He, he's realizing what I'm trying to tell you here, Joe, that the meat and potatoes sports radio that you want to do so bad and, it's and, not gonna and try to yeah. do is going away, you know? We don't uh, like need there's to... sports talk and there's sports talk, but there's more to it, more than just that. It's entertainment you know I mean? now, right? It's entertainment, like, yeah. Shows are like they're they're actually like you get on a show, you do it enough, you become a character, right? You know, it's not mm-hmm. you're playing a character, but my character, you know, if we're doing the, my character here is to move the show along and then question some of the dumb stuff you say. That's my <laughs> character, right? Um what would my like? What do you think a character of mine would look like? I your mean, yes, your uh, your character is pretty simple. You get on here and you say stupid shit, and then I call you out. That's the show. <laughs> um, I mean, don't you do that a lot with Joe Nos? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, we're playing up the character. Like, right, uh, right. It's the character. Shouldn't we have show, nicknames? Like, Shouldn't we have nicknames at this point? I, I don't know. I don't. I I don't know if dumbass. Like a, you want the name dumbass? <laughs> well, no, I'm good. <laughs> no. But what I'm saying, like, people listen to to sports talk now for, it's it's not, it's like, do you really need the breakdown of the Cardinals lineup? Like, oh, the Cardinals lineup's up. Here's who's batting, you know, second and third. What? Like, it's like, you listen for the people, the radio shows I listen to now, I listen to because of the people on, and they're entertaining. Like, it just, it's the it's the people on the show, you know? I, I'm a big fan of Dan Lebetard's show. And, yeah. And they have, you know, they have two co-hosts. They have four producers. They're growing a new company. They are, they have so many people, and they all come on, and it's entertaining. Like, yes, they'll get into sports. You know, they'll talk to sports, but they'll also dive down the rabbit hole of, like, you know, what's the best burger, you know, you know, or something. You know, it's just not the same. It's not just... Stats, stats, stats. There's a market. There's 70 year, 60 year old guys that love the inner outs of, you know, breaking down. The, is the switch killing baseball? Yes, but you know, you can talk about it in a more entertaining way. Right, than just right. Giving facts. Like I listen, and I know you're not a fan of me listening to this, but I listen to, you know, 101. And the only reason I do it is because I love listening to Brad Thompson. Okay. Brad so, Thompson, yeah. it, he, he's so entertaining. It, it, like that's why I love listening, watching games when he's doing color because he. Brad Thompson would be great on a different show. Like yeah, when early like, when, er, earlier on when he was on with Randy and Demarco, that show was a little looser, and it was great. You know, um, in all honesty, I think Brad Thompson would be better off on a station like Five Ninety, where it's a little looser, more talk. I think like if you get Cam, Brad. Uh, Brad and maybe like Charlie Marlowe, you know, a sh- you know, that would be a great show. If I was starting a radio station, I would try to make that one of my shows. All right, all but right. And one hundred and one is is they're in a tough place because I can see them now trying to be more of the entertainment, like less. But a lot of their shows are just I don't know. They're, a lot of their shows are just brutal to listen to, like that Ferrario, uh, BK. BK and Ferrari. Uh, well, and I like I, Fer- I like Ferrari. Nice guy, but that show is BK. Who's the other guy on there? He's also Danny. He's also with the Danny Mac show and BK. Well, it, for some reason just, he's on a lot of shows because Alex Ferrario. What, well, yeah, because no, 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 oh. not Ferrario. Uh, BK because oh. for some reason he's ch- I guess cheaper in the industry. Or like he's not getting paid as much. He's like, hired for that slot. And, and yeah. what I'm just saying is, 
those shows are just kind of brutal to listen to because they're not funny. They're trying to be funny. They're trying to keep it entertaining. They're just, I don't know. It's just hard for me. I want to, I want to laugh. I want to like the people and I just want some information, but I just want to be entertained. Right. And, and I can see Stalter trying to do that a little bit too. And I just hope it goes that way because I like, I listen to 590 from time to time, but not a lot because of one person that I will not name on here. Wait, I will that? not. Hadley. Oh, well, he is yeah. The, he, he is the one person I... Yeah, but, I, yeah. like, from 12 to 1, from 12 to 2, who's on on 101 from 12 to 2? Um, BK and Ferrario, I think. Yeah, okay. And then, or I'm going to listen to Cam, Jansen, and uh, Charlie Marlowe. That is way more entertaining. Right. That's what, you know, I just, you know, 101 well, I tried different. to one day, and he was like... He was in for those guys or something. He was like on for like street three straight hours. Yeah. So, but what I'm just saying is, you know, some people like some things, some people like others. I get, you know, there's a lot. You know, I I like the national shows from time to time. I listen to local. I just don't, you know, there's just some people. It's just you know, it's all about who you like. Oh, you know who I do like, Weez? Freddie Coleman. You ever heard? You've heard of him, right? Yeah, he does overnights he, on ESPN. Yeah, I like. Yeah. Um, I just like that voice for overnights, and yeah. and he's entertaining as hell. So, I don't know. Um. So those are my guys that I listen to, and then I criticize because I they're awful to listen to. Whatever. All right, Joe. So this is the second narrator. I asked this earlier. How did Crunch Time begin? You went to broadcast. What made you decide to go to broadcast center? Well, I was in Merrimack, and I wasn't really learning. I was learning a lot, but I wasn't on my way to communications. And I was terrible at math, like college math. So I went to Broadcast Center. And yes, yes, there are there is math when it comes to uh, marketing and everything else. But that that's kind of fun math. You know what I mean? Like what commercial goes where. Uh, we had to build a... Uh, presentation to show to a station or show to uh, we had had to build something to show a station it, it was so cool doing that and I also like doing like radio jobs you know that that was a fun part of broadcast center to me is the audio drops between songs they had like three or four different stations one was a hard rock station that we kind of convinced them to change to a classic rock station because it sounded better. Uh, to an urban station, country station, and a top 40 station. So we, we would do demos out of there. And then we would write and um, record our own commercials. Actually, how it started was we would like record commercials and newscasts. For the first like five weeks, and then we would get critiqued. Now, I'm you know this by now. I I'm not telling you something you don't know. Right, but uh, you but, you gotta tell the people that don't know. Yeah, so basically that's how it works, and it was fun. The one thing that really, and I know I need to learn sooner or later, is editing. And we used Adobe Premiere Pro, and it was so easy. It was so easy to do, yet so tedious at the same time. Because you think you got something right, and then you have to go and redo it again. And, you know, it took me longer than others. I don't know why, but... I have an idea. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's just you, Joe. You're just a step behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, maybe five thousand games of hockey, you might pick up the hockey. Shoot, five thousand missions at this point. I but, mean, let's let's be honest here. Uh, but no, seriously. Um, and then we well, would give do, me a little give me a little sample real quick of a radio drop here. Hey, it's your boy Joe Hamilton hanging with you until three o'clock in the morning. We got some great rock and roll next. From Led Zeppelin, we got ACDC Van Halen on its way next. I wish we had like rights to actual mu- mu- uh, music here so we could do the proper way, like what DJs used to do, where you had to go live because it's like people don't understand. If you don't understand radio now, anytime you hear somebody on like a music station, that is all pre recorded. Like they're, they're probably there, they've recorded it, and they, they basically just add that. Uh, digitally into the, like, like you can run a radio station for like a month without anybody actually being there because all you have to do is just load it up into the program. You put the song, you put the commercials, you put like the DJ saying, "Hey, win two tickets to Summer Jam." Just dial, you know, dial to be the tenth caller. You know, all that's pre-recorded. So, uh, but back, so you just edit that in, and you never talk over the like intro of like words coming in to a right, song. Right, right. But, but back and, in the day, you had to. You had to. You had to wrap up the words just in time before the words. And well, that's, and, and that's that's funny because we had to do that at the stations of broadcast center. They'd have like a like on the computer. They'd have the song, and then they'd have the intro time or whatever. Yeah, and you'd talk through that. Right, but then it was yeah, and you gotta you gotta get out before you before the post. Right, and, and the post. So if you're listening to a song, it's like the music. And 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 then there's like a break, and then the words come in. The post is that moment between the right before the words come in, and you got to hit those words. so You're not talking over the lyrics of a song, right? I love to do it in the car. I'd like listen to a song. I'll get my radio, and then I'd like you know coming up next, and then bam, hit the post. Yep. So I mean, it it was a lot of fun. Um, I learned a lot from that. Um. So, Weez, what was your time like at Broadcast Center, speaking of which? I mean, like, was it 35 weeks? Was it different in terms I of class? I think it was 42 weeks when I Well, did. it was 35 for me, or 35 weeks. 42. Did you take any additional courses? I didn't. That You know, they had the options. You could do, like, uh, TV producing. You could go, like, news producing. I had done all that. I did take the play-by-play class. Taught by Chris Kerber, right? Yes. And then, um, yeah, it was 42 weeks. It was the same. I was kind of a, a advanced a little bit because I had actually taken a lot of this stuff in college. And I was really had Like, I've been editing stuff for since, like, high school, like, early on in high school. So, like, when it comes to editing, I'm, I'm kind of a whiz. So, it was pretty easy. Got in there. Did my thing, and uh, then I was just going out and making contacts, and I actually got lucky, and I got a, a internship with Fox Sports out in L.A. And so, shortly after I finished, I head out to L.A. for for a bit. Nice, nice. My my biggest throwies was, so I had Radio Rose as my instructor for a period of time. I've been talking to her how her dad was one of my idols from a music radio point of view. Like, he had that, you know, I talk about that in distinctive voice. So, 
he came into broadcast center and my head literally just like wow you know what i mean wow i'm in front of radio greatness that, that's how that's at least in my mind he is you know he used to run his own radio station from the i think lake of the ozarks i don't Who know did you say again? Does. uh rich dalton oh yeah so Ra- Ro- yeah Ro- yeah Rose radio dalton Okay, yeah. yeah, I just I didn't hear who you saw. I thought you were talking about uh, Radio Rich. Didn't he just he, pass away? The, uh, or was that Jim Doyle? I don't know. Uh, uh, I think it was. Hold on. It was just like a couple days ago. It was. I think it was Jim Doyle. Now that I think about it. Um, hold on. Yeah, Jim Doyle passed away last week. Okay. Another classic St. Louis DJ. Yeah. Um. No, yeah, like what my uh my godfather who he passed away. We're getting close to like twenty some odd years ago. Was a DJ Gary Records Brown in St. Louis for years, and he was one of the founding members of the broadcast center. So it was kind of like it was kind of a nice full circle. It used to be the old uh, K Gold Building, thirteen eighty K Gold was the broadcast center there on Hampton, and ironically enough, when Gary was there. I would come in and be on the air a lot, and I was, I was, his intro was me saying "Records on the Radio" as a kid, and then kind of go full circle to go back into that building for school was kind of nice. Yeah, I went to that one on Hampton too, and sometimes I would. Uh, well, one time I got on air with uh, Jeff Gordon and Brian McKenna when they used to do their show out of there, and it was it's kind of cool. Um, yeah. Basically, here's the advice Brian McKenna gave me. He goes, if a show's going bad, just talk about your relationship. Yeah, no. <laughs> exactly, Joe. Like, if, if, no, if, you know, no one wants to hear, like, is Tony Banks going to have a great day? No. <laughs> right, right, right. We know Tony Banks sucks. Just move on to something more entertaining. <laughs> Can Matt Carpenter ever beat the shift? Yeah, maybe, but how about, you know, who's got the best fries in St. Louis? I mean, that's more entertaining to me at this point now. Yeah. Um, who does have the best fries in St. Louis since you went there? It's tough. Uh, Max Local Eats has pretty good fries. Sneaky good fries, Mike Duffy's. It's like a battered fry. Ooh, uh, I might have to try that. Might have to, to try think, that. Just trying to think of fries. I, I wasn't expecting the answer. What's the best cut of fry, Joe? I like crinkle. Crinkle's good. I like a good waffle fry. You like curly? I do like curly. I uh I I'll say the one fry that was great was great when I was younger was the um Hooters curly fry. Oh my god. Well, especially that's another they, reason why. Oh, wait, especially when they bring it to you? Is that what no, you're about no, to say? No, no, especially especially had, no. Especially when they bend down and here's no, your no, fries. No, no, especially when they had, the, like, with that seasoning. That I don't know what it was, but that seasoning was so good, dude. Joe, don't pretend like you haven't been there no, once a I, week. No, dude, I ha- no, I'm not. I haven't been there once a week. I'm not that obsessed. No, uh, but. With their uh, fries, not with the girls, Joe. Calm down. Yeah. What they're, I haven't been there once a week, but they have good breasts. Of yes, they chicken. Yes. <laughs> All right. So what? Uh, what else you got? All right. So then, how did Crunch Time come about? Crunch Time came about basically. Um, 
a couple years after Broadcast Center, me and my me and my friend, me and Wags at the time, uh, were talking about getting a studio. The thing was, we didn't have a lot of money or anything. My mom knew this guy who was broadcasting out of this uh, uh, building on Magnolia on the hill. So, um, I just, my mom talked to him and get, I got the space. I got equipment for free. I got, you know, I could use a computer and everything else. And the rest was history. You know, I, it was awesome because I didn't have to pay rent there at all. And it was one of those where it was one of those where it, I was the right person at the right time because my mom knows everybody on the hill. And to this day, I thank her for getting the space to get this started. And then once the pandemic hit, we didn't do any more from there. Come to find out later that the people that were there didn't pay their rent for three months. You know, the people broadcasting out of there. And so they had to get their equipment out. So I'd like to return there sooner or later just because it's a nice space. I mean, it's a big room. I don't know if you've ever seen it, like like watching our shows at all. But, yeah, it was a big room. So No one, no one watched those shows. No, no one did. <laughs> no. Well, you know what I mean, Weez. I mean, it, it's a nice nice studio to work from. Did you, really uh, is. Did you ever um, have, like, any other, like, jobs in the industry? No, I didn't. I, um, I mean, I did do a couple things for my high school, though, like – like years later, like last year and the year before I was, when, well, pre-COVID, I did uh, uh, PA, I guess, for uh, GB games, but that was about it, you know. I'd like, I would have liked to done more, but here's the thing, um, I know it's going to kill me in this industry, but I don't drive, and a good reason for it, Weez, is, okay, so you can see me, I know no one else can see me, so like when I, I have my hand literally at the end of my left eye, like, Maybe a little bit further than that. I can't see over here. So that's why I never even attempted driving ever. I know it is it is what it is, but I think it's a better idea that I don't drive. Like, yeah, it's it's a peripheral vision. Yeah, yeah. You know what I... Yeah. So... so uh, but I'm just trying to get get a break, you know. That, that, that one break in this industry is what you need. Those and breaks I'm, are hard. Like, I've been in it, and I really haven't had a break. <laughs> I mean, I've had... Some things go right, but it's Well, tough. I mean, you're going to have some things go your way, though. If you work your ass off and you're good at what you do, or at least fake being good at what you do, you're going places. I mean, you may have to be persistent, but you're going to go places. You, you can't just... If someone denies you the first time, you don't just quit. You got to get up and keep going, dude. So is the goal to get, uh, like, a job in the industry? Yes, it is. It is. What I'd would like that... to be... Um, just anything at this point, like anything talking, anything, any, like if I'm a guest host on a show every week, I don't care just to get my foot in the door, you know, just we, you know, yeah, sometimes I don't have the gift of gab and what I say online, but on here, it's like, when I'm talking what I want to talk about, it just flows easy for me. If that, makes, 
Well, have, you you know what I mean. We's, you know having what I'm trouble saying. getting it to flow easy, Joe. Is this uh, you might go need to go see a doctor? No, I think I yeah I think that's a a, a big problem. But no, seriously, uh, Weez, where do you get your comedy, dude? Does it just? I hate to use that again, but does it flow easy? <laughs> I, I I know it sounds weird. Take but, a pill to get that to flow easy. No, it just makes that make sense though. Does no, your comedy just flow? Yeah, I mean, I really don't. I I'm a like, I would say I'm funny, but I'm I couldn't do a stand-up routine. I couldn't just sit down and write something. I am a re- reaction kind of comedy, like improv. Like I can just I react, you know. Right, right. I I'm I you know I hate to brag, but I'm quick-witted enough that you know the joke's always there. <laughs> right, right. And it, you know yeah. it's a little tougher in this cancer culture and comedians are going through this like you know comedians always try to find you know something bad they try to find the joke in it you know and right and it's just kind of tough but you know i i i would say i'm just i'm 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 smart enough to be funny i i have a quick wit all right Lise, i i got a i got something for you so i was talking to somebody i go come on for these arnold nine pins whatever make some money right he goes, Joe, I got other ways to make money. I go, yeah, if I were you, I'd get the money up front. Now, is that the kind of comedy that you would endorse? I mean, I, I threw it right off the cuff. I mean, so, it's got to be quick and it's got to be Yeah, good. but. I but like unique. That's pretty good. You know, yeah. you know, you know, like my jokes like are normally, yeah, I think they're a little, uh, I don't know if they're jokes. They're more just reacting to what's been said, but I just kind of, I don't know. You know, if it's funny, it's just got to be funny in my opinion. Right, right. I'm not afraid. Like I'll, I'll bet, I'll bet two twenty. That seems to be the norm. I'll take, I'll, I'll, I'll miss on seven out of ten. You know, but I actually think in my jokes, I'm more about a eight hundred, nine hundred career hitter instead of a Matt Carpenter. But yeah, I mean, I, you are pretty hilarious, though. Um, I, I remember being online and a guest we've had on, and don't we do not do what you're about to do. When Nin's been on, I, I, I know, but listen, so we were on and I said something, he goes, Joe, when you try, you're not that funny, but you are one funny dude. Like, I, yeah, because you just, the way, the way you talk, <laughs> you don't think the words that come out of your mouth, it just sounds, everything you say sounds dirty. I don't know if that's because <laughs> you're just a creepy looking dude, like squarely little like guy that you know is creepy in a way. Right. Maybe you're just naturally creepy, and it it sounds creepier because you're creepy. But you just talk in a creepy way sometimes. Yeah, sometimes I just need to uh, <laughs> kind of lighten my lighten it up a little bit when it terms comes to my like speech. Because yeah, sometimes it can be bad. It can sound really bad too. So I, that's it's me though, Weez. I mean, I, I've made a lot of friends in this world that accept me for who I am. And not necessarily what I do or what I don't do. I think that's called act, the Make the I Wish Foundation, act. Joe. No, it's no, it's not. We it's it's more of I treat I try to treat people how I'd like to be treated, and that's I, that's got me a little further. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of shit in this world, but if you can be some positive shine uh, light to shine on other people, it just makes the world better. So. That's what I try to do. May not be perfect all the time, but that's what I try to do. All right, all right, Joe. Where do you see? Where do you see crunch time? Where do you want it to go? What do you want it to be? 
I want it to be popular. I mean, I, I look, I know there are a lot of podcasts that are going to be way better, or at least I'm going to aspire to take this better than other podcasts, but there are people been doing this for years, have been doing other things for years. I just want to have a good podcast. I want to have a conversational podcast and something that people can relate to. You know, it's, it's sports, but it's more entertainment, more lighthearted. Um, it's, it's crazy because I like a show where like people can come on, tell their stories. Like, let's just say I get an interview, which by the way, I want to talk to you about something after, um, get an interview is something inspiring, something like that, that that's the kind of thing that I like because growing up as a kid with the accident I had, which by the way, two and a half months old, had that brain surgery after a car accident, um, lucky to even be here right now so uh, i like to have interviews like that and other sports stars but i don't know I, I i want this to be as popular as it can be that's that's all i can say all right i feel like i bored you there no i'm just you know listening. <laughs> what, no, what else I, would I, you like to see from this show though is there anything else you'd what do you like mean to see? what like, do you mean see wise? where do you like where do you see what do you want it to be like what else other than that is there any, like, do you see it being, is it a, a radio show down the line? Is it, like, something that gets big on YouTube because it c- comes up with video contents that can go viral? Is it, is, what, where do you see this? I'm keeping my, uh, I'm casting a wide net here. You know, if it becomes a radio show, it does. If it becomes a YouTube sensation, it does. You know, I, I just want this to be as successful as I know it can be. If it's if it's as successful as it can be, that means I'm doing my job right, and well, you're always perfect doing this. So, I mean, I hate to toot your horn there, but don't toot I'm anything. Only stating about, out. Right? I know, but you know what I mean. I'm stating out. There'll be no here. tooting my horn around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you, you get my point, Weez. All right. Um, so Weez, um. Is, it, is there time to ask you? I mean, not tell your whole story, but, like, just... Just ask me. If, well, yeah, sure, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I also know a lot about stuff. I can just give advice, you know? I think that'd no. be a segment I'd like to do where people ask me for life advice or just advice. I had a show. I used to fill in on SIUE. It was, like, their radio station. And it was, like, last minute I had stuff to talk about, and I just had call in, ask me a question, and see if I can help. And then if I couldn't, it was like, it got into the point where it was kind of a cool little social show where people were calling in. They're like, you know, man, I'm, I'm heading out to, you know, Florissant. What's the best place to get pizza? And I was like, I think it's Perones. But, hey, if you know where the best place to get pizza is, call in and let Jeff know where to go get pizza when he's out in Florissant. And it was like that. Or people would call in for advice. It was, I did, I hosted this show. I filled in seven times, and I always right. had the highest numbers. And I don't know why they didn't just give me a show, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you do have a good radio voice. But um, the, but what I was saying is, I like doing that. I like giving advice and stuff. So if people, if you're out there, ask, you know, some advice from Weez. I know everything. If I don't, I'll pretend like I do. Yeah, right. So, Weez, uh, have you always wanted to do stuff like this? I mean, yeah, you do some other stuff like the uh, wood woodworking stuff, everything else you do. You're a well, busy man. Well, Did you always want to do this? Uh, like, ever since, uh, so like I got involved in like middle school of 
doing videos and uh, helping out. Like I did a little, you know, you know, I was played sports, but I was around it. So I'd give commentary about sports, like, you know, for like the newspaper or whatever. So I was always talking sports and I love, you know, I'm a very creative person. I, you know, I'm very, I'm, I, I would say like, I'm very smart. I mean, here I am, but I, I wasn't the, I wasn't the best student. Like I hated doing homework. Like I, I picked up, I picked up by doing more, like just actually doing, uh, I mean, but, uh, I always wanted to, my goal is to entertain. That's where I think I want to be is an inter like entertainer. Like I, my end job would love to be a late night talk show is what I want to be. And yeah, that would be interesting. And, and so, uh, I just want to entertain my, the, like the greatest feeling for me is to make someone laugh and just like be entertained. So that's where, and that started when I was in, you know, middle school and, uh, ironically, like I just kind of went through high school and college and then I actually didn't get into it right away. I, I had to go to work and I started working at old Navy. I was a manager there. I moved up the ranks and then I moved on to a different company and was growing. And then I just, you know, down the line, I was like, you know, this is not what I want to do. Um, I'm going to go to the broadcast center and just rehone my skills and try to get back into broadcasting. Financially, it was the dumbest mistake of my life, but personally, <laughs> you know, I was making good money running a company and, and to be fair, you know, unless you're a big time radio star, like nationally, there's not a lot of money in radio. No, there isn't. And, and just to cut you off real quick, I don't want to make the most money in the world. I, I don't care to be a money is evil. At times, and I, I don't want that to corrupt me. Well, I, I want. I would. I, I, you I know would what entertain I mean? to make money, and I want to be paid for my entertainment. So like, when I make, like, but but you mean you I know want what to I make mean? twelve million dollars a year hosting a late night talk show? No, right, out. right. But that's national, though. Right. You know what I mean? I'm talking like if I just stay local and I'm not making a lot, I don't care about that. All I care about is I'm doing something and getting paid a little bit. Uh, you know what? Uh, I also got to the point where, you know, working in corporate America, like corporations are not fun. You have to report to like 20 people. I got to the point where I was like, I kind of want to be my own boss. So I, I kind of like that aspect too. So I have a production company where I do videos and stuff. And then the woodworking just came out of, uh, I saw some YouTube videos. I, like, I think I could do some of this. And so I bought a saw and then it was right, right before the pandemic. And I was like, well, now I got all the time in the world to practice doing this. And I got, you know, business dropped off for what I was doing. And I, I was like, oh, I made this cutting board. Let's see if I can sell it. Boom, I sold it. And I was like, all right, I can make money selling stuff. And, you know, the creativity point is like, I like to tell, you know, stories through video or podcast or what or whatnot. And um, I'm going to start making videos of me building stuff, but tell the story of that. But I also like, I'm doing something that's creative. That's keeping my mind creative, like woodworking, like, you know, building a cutting board isn't just cutting wood. It's like, you're laying it out. You're, you're, you're making steps. Like it, it's like, you know, to stay ahead in business and in radio and all this, you have to be like Tony Romo. Like you said, you have to be three steps ahead of where the game is actually being right. played. And woodworking is just like that. And, you know, so, and, 
and, and yeah, so I just always wanted to entertain, and uh, that's where I got in back into this. Okay, all right. Um, it, it's awesome that Weez. It's weird because when I started playing online, right, and I met you, and then realized you were in radio, I'm like, I would bounce things off you, and you know. You'd tell me, oh, the show sucks, or this or that. You know what I mean? Just you wouldn't you would listen give, to any. You guys... I wouldn't, but but I I finally did though. Yeah, that's the thing. I finally did. What I I'm what so I what I am, I think I'm proud of is I I know, I I know the industry like I know the business aspect because I have had business experience, so I understand business plus the industry of radio, TV. Like I have that. Plus, I can vision. I can. I know where where media is heading. I've been in meetings with like some people. Like, listen, like the way we watch TV now, like the way you watch TV now is going to be completely different. You know, even four years down the road, right? Direct TV, cable, that will be the ancient technology. Do you have a TV? Does like a grandparent that has an antenna on their TV, Joe? Nah, I don't know. Well, and, but you know what alive, I'm saying. Yes. But you know, they have an antenna. That right. is what DirecTV and, and cable is going to be. That's going to be the relic. Like, the media landscape is changing. The way audiences take uh, content is changing. And that's why you have to stay fresh. And that's why I think the reboot for this show to go to an all-podcast on-demand when you want is the refreshing way because... It's no longer appointment viewership. Like even even like most of the Olympics, people are watching. I mean, it's tape delayed most of the time. You're watching on demand on the app. So it's 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 coming in. It's not going to be like, hey, this is what we're forcing you to watch. It's going to be, hey, you now have this buffet of entertainment options. Take it as you will. So yeah. I, that that makes total sense. Um, you know, I'm I'm on the cusp of getting a uh, ESPN Plus sponsor, not sponsorship, but uh, getting a membership just because I'd like to be able to watch, let's say, a Blues games on there. You know, and I'd like to pay more attention to the, to what ESPN's going to be doing with the NHL. Well, you know, they're also going like to have more. Ga- they're going to have. It's going to be good because they'll have more out-of-market games on there. You'll be able to watch more out-of-market games than you ever had with this. And, and this is just – it's just the future. Like, um, there everybody's competing for your dollar right now. And the old system is, like, coming to a relic where it's like, oh, we, so, like, uh, a TV company would have to pay, you know, at some points. Like, ESPN kind of changed this at first. Like, back in the day – you would have to pay to be on like a cable network, you know, like, or like a cable lineup. So it's like, I'm paying charter this much money. So they will have my lineup. And ESPN was like, look, I'm drawing all this. You need to, you need to pay me. And that drove up the price. And then they're like, wait a minute, I can just have the consumers play me directly. And I can just put out all this content on demand. And, you know, and it's not expensive at all. I mean, right. But I mean, do you agree? Is it? What do you think? I mean, you you have Hulu, you have Netflix, you have the you know, fun. Yeah, get, but it, it can get expensive if you get everything. You're gonna make the point, like, you know what? I don't watch a lot on Discovery. I, I'm not gonna have that. No, um, and I'm just gonna get ESPN Plus. 
Now, the one that's going to be pricey is when Bally's rolls out theirs, and it's going to be like $30 a month. Are you willing to pay $30 a month to watch the Blues and Cardinals? Yeah, I will. You know why? Because it's it's the Blues and Cardinals, man. I, I can't live without watching a game. I, I can't do that. Maybe you can. Maybe you're like, you know what? I don't have to. For me, it's I don't care how bad the teams are. I'll sit there and watch. Yeah. It just, you know, you get to the point where I have so much going on right now. You know, I just, and as a fan, I, I'm not, I, I would say I'm not a biggest fan as I was 10 years ago. Just getting into the business of being around the team and stuff. It's like, you kind of lose fandom. I mean, Joe Buck said it once, you know, as a kid, he went into the locker room and he was crying that the Cardinals had just blown the lead. And then he sees the players, you know, they're drinking, laughing, having a beer. And he realized like, Look, if they're not going to get upset about the team losing, why should I? You know, so it's just a harsh reality when you're around it a little more. You're like, yeah, yeah you know, it, it, it's a business. It's not, it and you see it as a business. So, yeah, I see it as a business now, but I'm still, I don't know, I'm still going to be a fan. You know, I'm still going to be because what captivated me into baseball is '98 with McGuire, Sosa. And then you had the, probably the, one of the greatest hitters of all time in Albert Pujols for 11, 11 years here. And then you had, I didn't really have a lot in terms of Blues hockey to get excited about. I mean, yes, you had your core players like Steen, Backus, whatever, until Vladimir Tarasenko came to the Blues. And his shot was all world. I mean, at the time when he was fully healthy, everything the first two shots he took against Detroit that went in were absolutely phenomenal. So th- those are the types of things me as a fan love to watch. I love to watch a killer snipe. I love to watch a home run. I love to watch, you know, teams manufacturing, you know, just different things like that. I guess I'm the relic. I know we're using that term a lot now, but I'm the relic in terms of fans. I mean, it's still out there, but I mean, baseball right now is not played the same way it was. Five no, years. it's not because it, it, you, it's a three true outcome sport. And it used to be, and I just don't like the way it is. And, you know, it's, but it, all it took was them to realize, wait, all we have to do is hit home runs and score run like the analytics, you know, it just, once the heart got out of the game, I feel like an analytics came in. I'll choose heart over brains all day. I agree. So I agree. Anything else you want to know, Joe? Um, Best taco. <laughs> is it that? Is it that Mexican restaurant you went to the other day? That's good, but I mean Jack in the Box. Jack in <laughs> no, the Box no, I know, but when I hear best opinion. taco, when I hear best taco, I automatically think yes, Jack in the Box is so good. But I'm talking like Mex- <laughs> like taco. You know what I mean? Yeah, two crispy so. tacos for dollar twenty nine. I missed when they were ninety nine cents. It was so much Ma- easier. Hey, do you remember the old commercial? Yeah, can I get? 99 tacos or two cents. It was the old Jagnowax commercial. Yeah. He was in a beat up van. How many tacos? How many of those tacos could you take down right? You know, like how many you take down? Six. Yeah, six is pretty solid. I think I ate 10 one night. You probably, you were probably feeling it though. I was after drunk. like, <laughs> oh, yeah, but you were probably feeling it the next day. I like, think it was the, the bat, happiest like, I've ever been. I was like, these are so good. Do you yeah. dip that? You got the, you got any, you 
put anything on I like that. hot. I like that hot sauce, man. Buttermilk ranch. Do no, it. Have you done no, it? No, no. And Do I'm you like not ranch? ranch? It's weird. I don't. Try it, though. Just give it a try. I'm, dude. All right. Maybe. It's I don't gonna know. It's going to change your but... game. It's going to change the game. Oh, man. So, uh, by the way, we used to, there was a place that I went to uh, recently. I, pizza place. I think you've heard of it. It's in the city. Um, JJ Twigs. Oh, yeah. Did you get the double decker? N- no, I will. I will next time. But the double decker is got... good. I will say the double decker. Uh, JJ Twigs is good. The double decker is a little soggy, but I still love it. It's just not. I like it a little crispier, but no, since I it's got, like that's two why. Pizzas, and I got I got the uh, I just got a regular, you know, regular pizza and it was so good. Oh, my it is gosh. good. Hampton yeah, right there so. has a good. And if you go down just a few more blocks there, a place called the salvage yard. They have really oh, good Oh, yeah, I drove by that as we were leaving. Yeah, I recommend that place. They do a combo. I haven't had it yet. They do a Chicago-St. Louis-style pizza. What? So it's a deep-dish St. Louis-style pizza where it's like deep-dish crust but with, like, St. Louis Provel and and toppings and such. Ooh, that's that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Oh, man, so you're making me hungry and it's late. I don't want to do that. I know, I'm but, <laughs> I'm on my wedding diet right now. Oh, man, so um, what else you got for me, Luis? I don't know. You got anything else for me? Um, No, I thought I would, but I might come up with something later, later on, and I'll ask you, but maybe later on throughout the episodes, but for now, I'm good. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to go all cliche here, but are you happy with a two to a winning two out of three, even though you're still under five hundred if you're the Cardinals? I mean, are you? That's the Royals. You better sweep them. In my I, opinion, that's that's what my my dad was saying that too. He goes, "It's a Mike Matheny coach team, and you you only took two or three. Come on now, you know why? Because Mike Mike Matheny Jr. was over in the other dugout. Yeah, that's true." Um, uh, you needed to win today. I will say I've seen more fight out of the Cardinals to uh, Sunday than I have in a long time. So maybe they've turned a corner in terms of fighting. Look, I don't care about the division. I don't care about the damn wild card anymore. I just want this team to play good baseball. Is that hard to ask? You know, once Jack Flaherty, before Jack Flaherty went down, which by the way, again, he's supposed to be back Thursday in Pittsburgh. Before he got hurt, the Cardinals were in first place. So this is not a bad team. I've given I, up. I've moved on. I'll see but, him next but, Yeah, but do you do you get my point, though? I got like, too much it, going on. Yeah, I know you do. I know but, you, got, you got a lot of stuff. But do you have any expectation? Not expectations. You don't anymore. But what's the realization of what the Cardinals can do this week? They have three against Pittsburgh. Then they have three in Kansas City. How far I, back I, are they right now? I've lost track. 12? Well... Ten and a half in a division, but like seven in a wild card. So that's you, doable. That's doable, but it's going to be a lot of work. You got to. I'm not. You got to. You got to take you, five of six here. Yeah, it, you have it, to go five and one. Or is it a four game? Is one of them a four no, game? No, no. It's we're off. The Cardinals are off on Monday. That's right. Then they uh, have three against Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh and three yeah. in Kansas City. Yeah. So you have to go five and one at least. Yeah. At least you got to win and five of six, and then you have a chance. Yeah, and then you know, you know, but if you if you go five hundred here, I mean, you're done. No, obviously, this is 
we we've been saying this how many times? It's a crucial stretch, but this it's really the same is. show every week, Joe. If we wanted to, it'd just be no, the same show. No, it, it'd be the same <laughs> damn show. That's why we didn't make it a headline. That's why but, I decided to ask Joe about stuff instead. Joe, yeah, yeah, breaking this down. Uh, but no, I mean, I can't wait. And football season's coming up, and I got to laugh at the Cowboys, so I'm happy about that. By the way, Weez, before we get going here, I I don't understand this. Maybe you can help me understand it. How are the Dallas freaking Cowboys America's team? Like, can can you explain the whole moniker of America's team when they haven't won a championship since the 90s? Well, they were popular earlier. And, you know, you got to remember, there wasn't a lot of football teams around. You know, football's grown. Yeah. And regionally in the, like, Midwest, like, South, like, that was the only team in Texas. That was the only team in the South. Right. Uh, so people, you know, they just claim themselves America's team, and it's stuck. You know, well, they're, uh, you know, it's just a stupid nickname they gave themselves, kind of. And, you know, yeah. their owner's an idiot, but. <laughs> well, my dad had a theory. I know he was kind of joking when saying this, but he goes, maybe it's because they have a star in their chest. It's kind of that, too, you know, the star. I mean... They made this symbol, and. <laughs> It's just, you know, they were on TV a lot because it was a big region. You know, te- football in Texas is huge. I don't a, know if you're aware of it. their helmet, yeah. So, you know, like high school football, the stadiums are like sixty to 70,000. People love football in Texas. So it's a big state with a large population. And, you know, there's not much else to do in Texas. You know, back in, you know, Texas was farming and, you know, you know it's a lot different than it is now. I mean, California... You know, why isn't, like, a California, you know, they got a lot. You got mountains, oceans, you got so much going on. And then New York is just the melting pot. And, you know, people from the Midwest, and, you know, you hate the East Coast, so it's the Midwest, and they just claim they're self-America's team. They sold the most merchandise for a while. I just never understood the appeal of the Cowboys, at least nowadays, because they're not living up to that as of late. So. We're not breaking down preseason no, we're football, No, we're right? not. We're not. There's no, nothing hell, worse no. in sports than preseason football. No. I hate not. it. Why, why? Okay, can we break this down now? Why is there preseason football? Like, what? what, what is the point? Can I at least ask that question? Sell why? more tickets. To what? To watch all of your freaking second teamers? You know how much preseason tickets cost versus regular season tickets? Uh, preseason tickets are cheaper? No, they're the same price. So, it's to sell more tickets. So that's the why Chiefs, they're going to limit what they're so going to. The, yeah. Go ahead. So the Chiefs are selling tickets at the same price as they would Week One against the Browns. Yes, I had. We we were you know Ram PSL season ticket holders, and Week One preseason costs the same one as Week One regular season every year. Wow. And. I, Correct me if I'm wrong, Weez, but a NFL ticket is the highest ticket of any sport, right? I mean, uh, well, it depends. I mean, there's seat. I mean, no. I mean, I mean, there's seats at Yankee Stadium that go for a thousand dollars. You know, it's like it's just demand to market, uh, but they're going to be on average higher because there's less games, right? And so. there's and there, yeah, and there's more regular season games now because the seventeen. 17 weeks but didn't they get rid of one of the preseason games yeah so it's the same amount yeah so wow it is what it is man but 
we'll get into that later. Um, thank you guys for listening at home or wherever you're listening on any podcast network. I'm Joe Hamilton alongside my co-host Weezer Weir. Um, coming to you from King Weez Production Studios. I need to remember that. I probably need to write that down. Uh, but uh, until the Friday show, have a good week, everybody. <laughs>